Alright, we are recording, and this is going to be probably the first official episode of this podcast. Um, I finally have figured out what I want to do with it, and I get this kind of idea of basically doing a conversation about an amble, amble, an album, um, a movie, and then just kind of whatever like we're excited about or watching or basically consuming that makes us, you know, happy. So a video game you're playing, a movie you're watching, a um, book you're reading, you know, anything like that. So that's where this is going to head from here on out. With that being said, episodes will kind of change each time. And right now what we're going to be doing is actually talking about um, a original versus a remake. And in this case, it's going to be the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 74. Um, And it is going to be put up against the... um, remake which was 2003 and we're just going to kind of talk about it we're not really like necessarily going to be reviewing them but just kind of talking about what we liked and um what differences there are and just kind of going in depth with both of these movies and and talking about the things that stood out to us um one of the big things i want to focus on for this podcast is i don't want to just like tear things apart so I'm going to be focusing on things that, like, I enjoyed, but if there is something that needs to be addressed, obviously we'll talk about it, and by we, I mean me and my co-host here, Bailey. Hi. (laughs) So, um, so we're just going to kind of start it off, um, obviously this one's going to be different because it won't involve, um, any sort of album conversation, but these two movies I think will get us a good little combo going. So, um, so we just got finished watching the remake of Texas Chainsaw, but right before that we watched the original. So we'll start with the original, and I will start by saying that this is probably my favorite horror film of all time. I think I can say that confidently. Um, it has been a mainstay for me for a very long time. My history with the franchise is I actually saw the 2003 version before the original, um, and I saw it probably two years after it had come out, so like 2005-ish, I want to say, because it was on TV when I saw it, and I remember it scaring the absolute shit out of me, Um, and um, it definitely affected me for a long time. Now, with that being said, once I finally saw the original, I definitely switched my point of view to having that be like one of my absolute favorites but the 2003 introduced me to it um so that's just a little caveat for me now what's your exposure to this franchise um in terms of prior to today none (laughs) all right so i dropped the ball on a lot of big horror films i would consider myself fairly horror savvy when it comes to anything 2005 and up um but I feel like I haven't seen a lot of the OG horror movies unfortunately I mean I've seen quite a few I've seen quite yeah, a bit a but there's a big chunk like I haven't seen the Devil's Rejects I've never seen Texas Chainsaw before this I've barely seen any of the Jason films um 
Yeah, and I mean, that's just off the top of my head. I, I can't yeah. really think of anything right now, but... So, I was like, well, I need to see this movie, and we have the original. We have the sequel to the original. We Which we haven't watched yet. And then we have the um, 2003... Remake, yeah. And um, remake. And so, I was like, well, actually, you suggest watching it, and am I giving my... my personal onions about well i just kind of wanted to find out where we where we stood going into it yeah so, so this is my first time ever watching it and i mean like there's some movies where i'm like well i haven't really seen it but i've been i've seen parts of it i've never seen a single second of either movie. okay that's awesome so now we'll kind of just like briefly run down um the original um so, brief plot synopsis, and this is from my head, not from IMDb or anything, so don't fact check me or... Come for me. <laughs> come for me. Yeah, don't come for me. Like, this is my thing. You ain't doing it. I am. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the original movie is basically about a group of um, friends, um, and two of which their grandparents are buried in the cemetery that has been kind of desecrated um, by vandals. They're going to check and make sure that their grandparents' um, uh, cemetery or uh, uh, grave plot is still intact, and then kind of just like enjoy the afternoon. That's basically the idea of why they're out there in the first place. Um, they drive out to their family's um, old house that's now abandoned. It's all rickety and stuff, so there's not really much to do there. Um, but um, they kind of just explore and hang out. And two of them go off to search for a swimming hole and, um, and hear a generator and go to see if they can get some gas from the people that live there because their car is really low and the gas station didn't have any. Um, so that's basically how it all starts. And then from there, things obviously go wrong. Um, now, for me, like... I I am so in love with every aspect of this film. Like, f my my view on film is I love um, film versus digital, and I really appreciate like like a low budget on location type of um, shoot, um, much less set and like that type of aspect, but much more focused on, like, you know, um, just doing what you can with the budget you have. So, like, I love that aspect of, um, of filmmaking, especially in the early days. Um, so with this movie, like, when I watched it back again today, because um, we recently rewatched Evil Dead, um, the old one, when I watched this one back today, I just realized, like, how good the cinematography is in it and like you know some people may fight me on that but i think this movie is shot so fucking well um especially like considering um toby hooper's like background and how this is like one of his early films and so on and so forth like this movie is just shot really well like there's some very very cool scenes and uh and and images that would produce some great stills um so kind of starting off there um, I just, I see the film grain and, like, all the, all the old, like, look of it, the, um, just the environment, it's all, like, perfect. Um, so, 
basically, like, I just love the way it's shot. That's one thing that really sticks out for me. Um, but from the beginning of the movie forward, I just think the pacing is phenomenal. Like, once the hitchhiker comes on board their van, like, that's when everything starts. And I think from there on out, the pacing is, like, perfect. I would agree. Yeah. I I think, um, I think what happens in the van is just nerve-wracking and weird. Um, you know, like, he just randomly cuts himself, he takes a picture in the nest for money, and then burns the picture when they won't give it to him. Like, all this crazy shit happens in a short span of time in that, in that van, but it just, like, kind of tells you where this movie's gonna go. And, like, the acting is so weird that it just makes it even more uncomfortable. Like, that yeah. character is, like, just grimy and gross, you know? Um, so... So starting from that scene, I'm just, I'm, I'm invested, you know, I'm, I'm good to go. And from then on, you know, everything goes downhill from there. And so, so once they have checked out that swimming hole and start heading to the house, um, that's when like, I guess the horror element of everything really starts. Um, both characters end up in the hands of Leatherface which may I just say that first part where the guy is kind of walking up and then turns around and then Leatherface just like comes out and then they just like disappear is one of my favorite things I've ever seen yeah it's fucking iconic we'll get into like that comparison a little bit later but I like I would definitely say like the house and how Leatherface appears is way better in the first one absolutely um I would just the story I would 100% agree with that, and and like she said, we'll definitely jump into that when we start talking about the remake, because I do have a lot to say about it, um, but I think that scene is easily one of the best. Like, it's so good. When he hits him in the head with that hammer and he just starts, like, convulsing, like, that is disturbing as shit, and you don't see that kind of, like, like, this movie isn't gory. This movie is just, like disturbing i would say um, that's probably yeah, a really good you know yeah because you don't really get to see a whole lot of blood or guts and right of course you know excuse me um, <laughs> of course there are parts that have that but it's like you said it's more disturbing and it's like one of those things that in my opinion isn't far from unrealistic right so it's right. even more terrifying yeah yeah the the original definitely comes across as something that could happen you know, and, and I, I totally agree with that sentiment. And I think that's why, um, you know, I think that's why the remake messed me up so much when I saw it when I was young, because I was like, man, what if somebody with a chainsaw just started chasing me? But, like, this one definitely comes across more realistic when I watch it with, like, adult eyes <laughs> instead There's of kids' eyes. There's one scene in the 2003 um, remake that I thought was awesome, and everything else, I was like, it just cannot even touch the yeah. original. I agree. Do you know what scene it was? Should I talk about it? Let's bring it, why don't you keep me in suspense and bring it up when we talk about it? Because um, I do want to hear that, because I have scenes that I like from that movie, too. So, um, but... But yeah, that hammer scene where he's convulsing and he pulls him into the door, like, that part's great. And then when his girlfriend comes looking for him, and then he grabs her as she's trying to leave the house and just, like, wrestles her in through the door and then slams it shut, like, 
or well, I guess he kind of slams it shut with the with the guy too. But like that, that is iconic. That whole segment that, is iconic. Iconic, and <laughs> I actually know that you mentioned it. That's the one thing I seen. I guess quote unquote because I said earlier I never seen a second of it. But I mean, it was like a gif. I seen yeah, like a little on like gift Twitter or something. Or, Tumblr. Yeah, like something of it. But that's it. Yeah, and and I mean like it's so it's so well done. It's just raw. Like like. I don't know, man. I have nothing bad to say about that part because it's just, it comes across so well. But like the thing that's so good is that if you pay attention to this movie and think about it this way, Leatherface probably wouldn't have hunted these people down if they didn't come into his house first, you know? Like they come into this house and start snooping around and he's like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? And so he has to take care of that situation, you know? Not only that, but going into this movie, I I automatically have this image of, like, Leatherface, serial killer, scary right. motherfucker, right? Right. But when you go into this first scene here, um, more so, maybe not this first scene, more so when his friend, his guy friend then comes looking for him, and you kind of see Leatherface freaking out, kind of like, what is going on? Kind of scared. He's a little shaky, anxious, like opening and closing the blinds. That's a turning point for me where, one, amazing character development on that part and that aspect to kind of humanize Leatherface in a way that makes us kind of, I don't know if I would say sympathize with him, but almost give him these more like human um attribute attributes and so that was pretty cool for me to see because I was like oh like he's like not this like scary like well I mean he's scary he's but, scary, but like, <laughs> he's, he's not like this like emotionless scary dude he's kind of he's like, not Michael Myers he's he's a yeah. fucking like human <laughs> yeah and then at that point you could kind of tell that there's going to be something along the line that's going to end up explaining his um his nervousness in a sense um and also just with the guy and obviously this is kind of a spoiler oh we're doing spoilers this this is a spoiler cast i should have said that at the end and maybe i'll throw in a little intro to that but i'll definitely put it in the notes we're we're gonna spoil both these movies it's not important to me to to like conserve spoilers because i'm assuming if you're listening to this you want to hear our opinions that's what i'm doing with this so, in the part, I, it was kind of eerie, too, because the guy that, when that um, kind of, like, um, crazy, schizophrenic guy comes in the van, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they kick him out of the van, and the movie goes on, I'm kind of thinking, is this just to add, like, that creepy texture, or am I going to see more of this character, and is mm-hmm. this going to, like, have this plot twist? Lo and behold, it it obviously does, but... Yeah, because he's absent from the rest of the movie until towards the end. And I... When you run into him on the driveway, yeah. That was really good. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, like, when you were saying all that stuff you just said, um, I was smiling right there because I um, got the opportunity to see Gunnar Hansen, um, the guy who played Leatherface, open up a screening of Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the Alamo Drafthouse, um, out here in, uh, in Colorado. Um, and everything you said is almost exactly what he said about his character. 
And that's like the fucking coolest thing. So the way he broke it down is like that scene specifically is what he addressed. That part what where scene? he had the freak out oh. when the next guy came in. He's just like, he's overwhelmed. He's like, oh my God, who are all these people that keep coming to my house? And and like, and Leatherface is like a childlike character. Exactly. He doesn't really speak in this movie and he doesn't like, he doesn't act like a normal like human, obviously. But, like, he's childlike. They're, I don't think that they're trying to go for, like, a, you know, quote-unquote, like, retarded character. He's just childlike. He's stunted and, like, and was raised in this really fucked-up situation around fucked-up people. And has thus become this character that um, is just childlike. And, like, he's huge. And so he can take care of the situation the only way he knows how, and that's by killing him. Like, he doesn't know what to do. He shoves the girl in the freezer, you know? (laughs) And what's funny, hold on. Um, what's funny, too, is, like, we all have those kind of moments when you're watching horror movies, and you're like, what are you doing? Get up, run, like, do this, do that. And for me, with this movie, it was like, the fuck are you going into this house? You, like, who are you? Who who do you think you are? And then he's, like, calling, asking if anyone's home for, like, the last, like, ten times. No one answers. And he just feels the need to go into this guy's house. I mean, granted, yeah, when you kind of look and the door flew open and it was kind of creepy. Like, Leatherface, like, he was, he didn't answer the door. He was minding his business. He was skinning his pigs or whatever he was out there doing. Okay, and then these people just come and trump on his house. And if you're kind of having this situation where you're, like, killing all these animals and skinning them or there's bones and probably dead bodies, what do you think you got to do with people? You got to kill them so well, that no one figures you out. Right, and it's it's obvious that things have happened before because there's, like, human skulls and, like, um, and, like, human hands that are, like, Spines. tied to chairs and stuff. Um, which, when the girl finds the... Um, the living room that's covered in bones and has that like that like seat that has the bones on the arms and legs and then the skull in the middle like that seems iconic for me I think that's such a cool shot um but it's obvious that this has been done before so I'm not saying that like the Leatherface family <laughs> is innocent by any means I know this was just a podcast us defending him no, yeah right kidding. right no. but no but I mean like for real like I mean take it take it and put the camera on Leatherface perspective all right so let's turn this into a home invasion movie by a bunch of teenagers rocking into your house <laughs> and your Leatherface um I would love to see that movie first of all that would be great um but like it's really a situation where it's like what the fuck is going on? And like, and again, later on you get the context that the dad comes home, which is the guy who owns the gas station that they stopped by earlier, and then the brother and the grandpa and so on and so forth. You get the whole family there and you kind of realize the dynamic and the dad is more of the one that feeds into the let's kill people kind of thing. But he doesn't do it himself. You hear, you hear the crazy brother that they pick up on the uh, on the road. You hear him talking about how him and his brother always have to do all the work, but dad won't ever get to get his hands dirty. That kind of shows you the dynamic there, um, and uh, and adds more to those characters. Um, 
So I think it's just one of those situations where you kind of like look at the characters and humanize them a little more and you understand kind of the dynamic going in. Um, and obviously you don't want to see these characters die. I mean, there's nothing that the kids did really at the beginning that made you go, oh man, these guys need to die. They're annoying. Because they're not. They're, they're like fucking teenagers in Texas in the 70s. Like, there's nothing bad about the characters. Um, but you can kind of understand what's come going on and why, like, there's a little bit of fault on their end, you know? I'm not saying they deserve to get killed, but maybe don't go into somebody's house. Anyway, <laughs> with all that being said, we just spent, like, 12 minutes defending um, Leatherface. Um, yeah, that scene's iconic. When he has the breakdown, I think that's when it, like, everything ties together. And now he's like, well, fuck, I gotta take care of everybody so that nobody knows, you know? And that's pretty much where the movie goes. Um, and for me, just kind of fast-forwarding through this movie a yeah. bit, so, but um, a part that I thought was really good was when she, you know, runs into that house and that fucking creepy Leatherface's dad, right? He's in there, and he, like, she runs into him. And you can kind of tell, like, the first minute into the, her interaction oh, with him when when she goes to the gas station mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah that he's gross and he's, he's kind a little of creepy. like you can kind of tell by his body language and the way he's grabbing on her it's just kind of pervy and so at that point i was like wow imagine all your friends are all your friends are dead right mm-hmm. you're getting fucking chased through this forest by some fucking crazy man with a chainsaw and then you have some fucking After- weirdo perv after your invalid brother is chainsawed to death in front of you. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget. Okay, and then after that, you're getting fucking this pervy guy, which in turn turns out to fucking tie you up. Like, what a fucking... In a burlap mean, sack. What a fucking nightmare, right? Right. And then you take off the mask just to see the guy from the fucking beginning of the movie. Like, I just, like, that is, like, the pure imitation of horror in itself. Yeah. I, yeah. that is terrible. Yeah, she's having the worst time. Just, like, but... it's not her best day. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, nobody wants to be there. Um, but, uh, but then that brings us to the dinner scene, which, in my opinion, is probably one of the most iconic horror scenes of all time. Um... I don't really know of many more that top it, personally. And that's I just from my view. was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> yeah, dude. When the grandpa, they, like, putting the hammer in his head, and every time he would, like, drop it to try to hit her. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, moving That tension. The tension. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and it even starts from at the beginning when he cuts her finger, and he's, like, sucking on it, and he looks, like, all happy, and he's moving his arms all weird when he's sucking on her finger blood. Like, oh, that shit was gross. <laughs> um, but that whole scene is so good, because it's nothing but tension building. They're just, like, yelling at her, and screaming with her, and, like, everything like that, and it just makes the scene so, like, disturbing. And then, yeah, the hammer part, where he keeps dropping it and can't get it right, and then, like hits her hard enough to make, like, a dent and make her bleed, but not, like, kill her. Like, that part is rough. But then when she escapes and jumps out the window for the second time, (laughs) um, this girl jumps out windows like it's her job. Um, Then she gets away, um, Chase pursues, and you end up on the road where she stops a truck. Don't even get me started on that. (laughs) Yeah, so this This is... is, This is the only scene in the movie... Where I was like, mm, not a fan. 
Um, love the ending. Love when she gets in the back of the truck. Love his little dance. Love how weird and eerie and how it ends on that note. Love that. But, so she stops the semi-truck, right? And this guy is kind of funny because he sees the fucking... He sees Leatherface and <laughs> he's, he's like, like, fuck this he's shit. He's like, peace out. <laughs> right, he grabs her, he gets in his truck, he shuts the door. Leatherface is kind of like lightly chainsawing the door, but not enough to where the door broke. Right, it's not making any like so real impact. then they start to make their way out the passenger door. Why didn't... Why didn't you just drive away at that point? Yeah. Why didn't he, why you're in a big ass semi truck? Just drive away. Right. And um. It's... And so I had looked at Zach and I was like, "Is there a reason?" And he's like, "Just watch." And I was like, "Okay, okay, maybe it's gonna make sense." And then the movie ended, and I just look at you again. I'm like, <laughs> "So why didn't he just drive away?" And I pretty much all I could say was, uh, "Shh." <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where you have to suspend your disbelief. I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a flaw in my view, too. Everyone's single! Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, it's a flaw in my view, too. I don't quite understand it. I'm sure somebody's explained it, but I don't know. Um, but we love the part where he does grab the wrench and throw it at Leatherface's head, which then drops the chainsaw on his leg and cuts it up and allowing them to escape. Like... Um, that's great. The ending scene is phenomenal where she starts crying and, like, screaming and then, like, kind of laughing, like, oh my god, I just survived this, but, like, she's very obviously, like, in a fragile mental state at that point. And then Leatherface, in turn, is also losing it and just swinging his chainsaw around, like, um, so frustrated that he let this person get away. Because, again, like we were saying, like, he had come to the conclusion where he's like, I have to kill everybody. Like, that's that's the only thing I can do now. Um, and the fact that she got away, like, is very obviously a big thing for him. Um, and then, obviously, you have to imagine what's going to happen when he goes back home. You know, it's probably going to be some, ah, stupid boy, and hitting him with the thing and stuff. But, like, the point is, is that, like, this character failed what he needed to do. And then she got away, and it's going to be much off worse for wear um, after that incident. And it's just pretty wild to to think about the what happens next. But, um, yeah, I mean, that movie is so good to me. I Every time I watch it, I've never had, like, I never have had, like, a moment where I'm not paying attention to what's happening on screen. Some movies I'll get on my phone or something for, but, like, but that movie, every time I watch it, I'm just, I'm fixated. I think it's phenomenal. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. I'm not kidding. Like, I would probably say 10 out of yeah. 10 too. Texas Chainsaw is like my legit favorite horror movie. So love that movie. That's our breakdown and what we enjoyed of it. Now going into 2003's remake, it's kind of like, it's one of those remakes where it's, we took the idea and did something different with it. Um, as opposed to trying to make an exact remake of it. I would have liked to see an exact remake of it, honestly. I would have been curious. I would have been curious. Um, I, I don't fault them for going a different direction, um, at all. And I don't necessarily think it's a, um, a bad remake. In fact, I think it's one of the better remakes that exist in terms of remaking an old franchise. Um... 
But on the second rewatch of it, because I haven't seen it since, like, I saw it for that first time, really. Um, and seeing that on a second rewatch, there are a lot of things I wasn't as big of a fan of. Um, again, like, I'm going to stay mostly positive, but I do have to point out the things that I didn't enjoy, at least. And that's the pacing. I thought the pacing was pretty poor for me, personally. Um, it just kind of had strange ups and downs in a way that didn't quite vibe with me personally. I don't know how you feel. Um, but I just felt like, I felt like it tried to imitate some of the pacing of the original. Um, but just again, it wasn't as effective for me. Um, but the way that that movie starts off when they pick up the hitchhiker and instead of it being like a member of the, Chainsaw Massacre family, um, and instead being a victim that got away from them, that aspect's kind of cool. Yeah, that's and cool. And then she blows her head off in the car, like, I was like, what the fuck? Um, and that seems pretty graphic, too, and, like, the way the camera zooms out of, like, her head hole, like, that, that was some, like, that was some cool gore and, like, and violence. So, okay. Well, I agree with everything to remake, good remake. Was it a good movie? Yes. Um, I, I can't say what I own it because we do own it. Um, <laughs> would I watch it again? Yes. Do I think it's a good horror movie? Absolutely. But it's just so unmatched. When yeah. you're giving me yeah. the 1974 version and then I'm watching this directly after, I'm just like, holy shit. Um, it's just one of those things. But yeah, I mean, it was good. Yeah, I think and, in a vacuum, like you could take that as a horror movie and be like, that was a cool horror movie. But it's just, like, I I didn't like how they go to this gas station or whatever, and then they end up at this fucking house, right? And then this fucking... Well, they just end up at, like, this mill. They don't even end up at a house. And then, like, the yeah. other two characters go to find the mill. There's just, like, a lot of moving around between locations in a way that didn't make a lot of sense to me. And the... Now that we're on the 2003 movie... Yeah. Um... The scene that I loved very much about this movie that I thought was incredible was when the old fart was in his wheelchair talking shit and you have Jessica Biel and then you have her guy friend, mm. right? And he's like kind of taunting them or he says like, you, you're you so dead you don't even know it. Mm. And then all of a sudden Leatherface is like chainsaw kicks open the door. Could you imagine that? Yeah. I loved that scene. Yeah. It was that part's great. great. It was incredible. But all in all, and I like that I love the meat scene too and they're in their meat factory. I don't like this whole, she goes into the trailer and there's these two fucking weird girls. I just didn't, I just I, it wasn't bad. It's just like the original was so good and the original was very good at capturing this as a whole story from beginning to end yeah you get it felt like an afternoon to an evening so yeah it just felt like okay so you have like these kids and then their character development is great and then you have Leatherface and his character development is great and then you're kind of like okay well what's the point of this horror movie and then they're like okay we're gonna give you the point and you kind of reach all aspects not that every horror movie needs to map everything out for you and sometimes that's the magic of some horror movies is you don't get everything mapped out to you and I think that's great Mm. but in terms of this movie versus the 2003 version it was kind of messy it was kind of messy, and if you haven't seen the first Texas Chainsaw, you're kind of like, I'm a little confused, right? You're a little confused because 
you're like, okay, so that's his mom, okay, that's his family, whereas the first one, it's like, oh, shit, this, like, guy that I thought was dead upstairs is their grandpa, and then this guy that she runs into is not only a creep, but it's his dad, and it's kind of just has, like, this really beautiful way of unfolding and telling Mm -hmm. this story, whereas the 2003 version, I feel like they were just trying to fit so much into one movie where the story fell flat. Dude, I I totally agree. No, I mean like that's that's you know so what I mean? that's so spot on because like I I too feel like there was just a lot they were trying to do um and they kind of put too much on their plate, I feel. Um like the the idea of the sheriff being like this corrupt fucked up individual that's part of the whole situation, like I do like that aspect of it. And the scene where he gets them all out of the car and makes them go face down in the dirt and everything, like, all of that's great. Now, the problem is, is that when the sheriff character is introduced, he's so over the top right off the bat, and it doesn't necessarily come across scary. He just comes across like an over the top, like, asshole where he's like, get the fuck out of the car. How the fuck are you not going to help me take this dead body and wrap it up? And like, you know, it's just like, it's very, like, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. It's really aggressive. And it's like, all right, like I get that you're supposed to be like a gross character, but like, if you're going to surprise me with the character later, like maybe don't be so overt at the beginning. Again, like he's a good aspect to the movie. And I like when he makes the guy, reenact kind of what happened with the girl in the car and like put the gun in his mouth and everything like that part I think is great that's an on the edge of your seat type of moment and when he turns it on him and nothing happens and the gun doesn't fire like it's just like one of those oh you're fucked movie like moments (laughs) um that's another scene that I could appreciate from that yeah the scene where he's like kind of telling him like I don't believe you like that scene I'm like this He's, is fucked up. Yeah. But then it wasn't getting another moment where I was like, just shoot him. But then I kind of, I was like, oh, well, there wasn't. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of cool because in a way it kind of makes that character more believable as a cop because then this other character, what was his name? The glasses. I forget his name. Uh, I don't remember anybody's anyway, name. Anyway, <laughs> so it kind of makes that guy feel like, oh, fuck, he was like investigating me to kind of see. So in that sense, I thought that, that was kind of cool. Yeah. But... Uh, let me say something. Okay, say it. Say, say it. Spit your truth. Say something, okay? Oh, actually, <laughs> there was two scenes I really appreciated um, about this movie. And the other one being the one where the... Well, it's kind of the same scene. It's kind of, it is actually the same scene. So so Leatherface comes out of the door, right? And then... So we're, we're rewinding then. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're rewinding back to when he captured the two. Okay, okay, yeah, I just wanted to clear up where we were at. So, so the part where they first kind of the second time they introduced Leatherface in this movie, and the guy in the wheelchair is like egging them on, and Jessica Biel and her friend are standing there, and then he comes out, and then Jessica Biel runs away, and then his friend is they're kind of like chasing each other through those clotheslines. Yeah, that was iconic. Yeah, and And then then he cuts off his leg. so the, that but that that scene in a whole is one, but I thought that scene was great. Um, I want to continue off of that scene because this is something that I remember very specifically from when I saw this, like back in '05. Um, the scene where he puts him on the meat hook 
um, with his leg chopped off and then sticks salt up under there and just holds some salt on the stub of his leg. That is the most fucked up shit I could have seen at that point in my life. <laughs> that fucked me up so bad. I thought that was horrifying. Um, and, and that will forever be a scene etched in my mind. Like, I will never forget that scene. So that's, that's one of the scenes I remember loving. Um, and I, I, I'm a big, big fan of. Um, so that's playing off of what happened with that situation. The scene um, where Love Their Fate, where she's hiding in that, like, little hole with all the rats, and then he comes up from behind her and grabs mm-hmm. her through the woods. That was cool. That was cool, too. But all in all, like, again, just, like, the story aspect of the movies versus each other, the first one just tells such a seamless story in a way that's, like just so good that's that's the thing is like is like we didn't really break down the story of 2003 and that's just because there's like it's kind of messy it's kind of messy like basically you have this girl that jumps into the van at the beginning you find out later that she was part of this family that was a victim before them but you find it out by a dude by the dude randomly grabbing in the trunk and pulling out her picture like which was kind of weird and also just like that whole story where like with the baby and yeah. the two weird girls. I yeah. was like, that's just so much that, like, I just don't... Yeah. The 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 other thing about the original was it had such a simplicity to yeah. it as well that made it even better. Yeah. And so when they're like, we're going to remake this movie and we're going to try to make it better and bigger and this is going to happen. Because for me, that part of the story, the whole kidnapping situation, I was like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Wait, I'm kind of confused. And there were yeah. some... Some things where I'd probably have to rewatch the movie to kind of understand it more, and I was just kind of like, okay. Um, I mean, I, I I like the I like the dad, the grandpa, Leatherface, and the crazy dude a whole lot better. Yeah, as than a like a seven person family. <laughs> yeah, it felt very. Uh, it was just a little much. Like a little more Georgia, a little less Texas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fucking good. Um, <laughs> Bay quotes. <laughs> Bay quotes official. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it was adding in a little too much. Um, they should have kind of stuck to the original kind of set of characters. Um, but I do appreciate the idea. I just, again, I, 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 I like the idea of them running into a victim who then kills herself because what else is she going to do? I'm okay with that. But then to make that like a big staple of the story, that was a little much for me. And introducing too many people was another big problem. Um, And I just, I feel like it kind of ruined some of the effectiveness. Um, One of the scenes I forgot to mention that I was a big fan of is he makes a face out of Jessica Biel's boyfriend. Oh, I liked that. That was cool. Because then when he puts his face on and like, and, like, kills the guy in front of her, um, or the girl, I can't remember who gets killed there, um, but then turns around, and it's just her boyfriend's face on this dude's face, and, like, his, like, eyes are peering through, and his fucked up teeth, like, that's a pretty cool scene, um, and they also throw in this little thing of, like, Leatherface finds, like, an engagement ring in her boyfriend's pocket, and it's kind of like, okay, cool, but it doesn't mean anything. She I never felt, finds it. Like, it wasn't really anything. I feel like they tried to add a lot more suspense and a lot more... I don't know. It's just, again, sometimes less is more. Yeah. I and mean, I... Like, okay, cool. So he's going to propose to her? Okay. But, it like, it wasn't, like, a thing. Like, it wasn't... 
it wasn't ever any source of tension or anything in that movie, and it doesn't really humanize those characters much more for me. It didn't have any effect on me, because it was just kind of a weird little scene. Um, another thing, now that you said humanize, that I want to bring up is that, again, back to the leather face scene in the first one where he's kind of freaking mm-hmm. out, there was none of that. And then, like... None of that in the remake, and that's what I love so much about the first one, is that he was, like, this, like, schizophrenic, if you will, kind of child-esque adult who... Like, I love that, and I honestly didn't see much of that in the first one. I didn't see him, like, freaking out. He seemed, like, pretty confident, and he just yeah. seemed like he just was doing what he had to do. He's just, like, a killer dude. Like, a big killer dude. Because, like, even when he, like, pulls off the mask, which I also don't like, I don't like the fact he removed his mask. Um, I think that was a weird scene. And then, like, to find out that he has this, like, skin disease that, like, eats away at his skin, and he doesn't have a nose, and, like, like again, just too much that didn't need to be done. Also, um, and it kind of it kind of took away that like that that humanistic character that you got from the first one, and and kind of just made him more of like a a faceless killer, you know. And also, I don't like how his mom was like, hey, he had a mom or something, I guess, and she's like, my boy, no one cares about my boy. And I'm like, okay, this isn't Friday the Thirteenth. Like, right. Let's fucking, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like that. I I. You're going to hear me say this a thousand times. I just, the remake was so, or the original was so good. Yeah. And just, like, the way it was tied together. Because even watching the original, I was kind of telling Zach, I was like, somebody's kind of, like, we're flying through this thing. Like, there's, like, three people dead, whatever. But the scene... But that's because the second half is actually less, like, kill and more tension horror because like yeah like the second half of the movie is pretty much just Leatherface and the family versus her and it's all about the tension between that aspect and when they have them at the dinner and everything so there's like this like really like suspenseful atmosphere whereas this one when it gets down to Jessica Beale and Leatherface they just kind of run through like four different scenarios they go to a meat factory they go to like the Which basement of the house I don't necessarily mind but um, oh, I don't like the little boy either. <laughs> the yeah. little boy in the family that helps them out, I'm just kind of like, okay, I guess. Like, again, just a random element that I didn't really need. I'm kind of ripping on this movie more than I meant to, because I, I, do, I do like it. It's a fine movie. It is. It's not but a bad when movie. You're giving me, when you're telling me to compare this. Right, right, and right. And also, everything just goes back to the original. <laughs> I love the scene in the original one where it zooms in on her eye. Mm-hmm. And I found it's really a creepy. sick movie poster actually online that's like her eye and then leather faces like in the reflection of her eye with like the chainsaw Ooh, that's away. sick we need to get that <laughs> i saved it i saved Good. it i was like we need that it's sick um i'll actually pull it up while we're talking about this but there was just oh sorry horror nights tweeted and i was like in shock and totally... <laughs> sorry go ahead oh um but uh but yeah no I, I I totally agree the the again going back to camera work if we're comparing those two untouched um the original Texas chainsaw is untouched in terms of the camera work the the remake felt very much like a 2003 horror movie like it was very much filmed that way oh that is sick Isn't hell yeah sick? <laughs> we just looked at the poster and um it's so good we love it i yeah that's that's very good um 
anyway, going back to it, um, it very much was filmed like a 2003 horror film. Um, I didn't admittedly, admittedly, I guess, um, look into who the director was for the remake uh-huh. and look into their work. Um, Bailey will do that while we're talking. But, um, but yeah, I think there was just a little more visual flair um, originally in the original movie, and this one kind of lacked some of the cool cool shots and angles. Um, not to say it was shot poorly by any means. It was a well-shot movie. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just think, I think the first one was a little more effective. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, uh-huh. as much as I've said about this remake in terms of, like, negative aspects, I don't mean it to say that it was a bad movie. I enjoyed watching it. Um, where they did add more gore and violence, I was more than happy to witness that. I thought it was well done. It was still all practical effects, which is all that I want to see in a horror movie. I don't want CGI. Um, but I think that Bailey has the director pulled up to see what else he's done. So let's, uh, let's talk about that real quick. So the director of the remake is Marcus Nispel. Nispel, um, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Honestly, nothing crazy um, in terms of his work. There's like four other movies that like no one would know Could I see? about. Um, but one that stems out is he did direct Friday the 13th, the one that was made in 2009. Oh, interesting. So he did two remakes. Mm-hmm. Very curious. He's a, he's a remake god, if you will. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um... Well, okay, here's what I will say, because I have seen um, a couple of these movies. Um, he did do Pathfinder and Conan. I saw both of those movies. Conan was fine. Um, I like the original Conans better because they're fucking goofy as shit. But Pathfinder is actually dope as fuck. It's like a Viking movie, and it's extremely violent um, and has a really cool visual style. Um, so actually, I like that movie a lot, um, but I can totally see those two being the same director. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, just, just, like, in terms of the way it went, like, I, I think it was good. It was a well-done movie. Um, just, they tried to do a little too much. I think that's what it comes down to. They tried to do a little too much. If the story could have been a little more, um, consistent and streamlined, I think we would have had a better, um, impression on it. But um, all in all, I'm not going to talk much shit on it because it was it was a good movie. Like I'm, it, it was what it was. So the director of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I already Sama know. <laughs> I already know. Toby Hopper. Yeah, Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper directed the original Poltergeist. Yep. Um, Hills Have Eyes. He directed The Fun House, Salem's Lot. Um, and did he have Hills Have Eyes? Yeah, he did the original Hills Have Eyes. Um, or wait, am I fucked up there? It's not on here. Mm, was that Wes Craven? Did I totally fuck up here and just attribute a Wes Craven However, movie? something that I think is pretty interesting is he did have a part in the new Leatherface movie. I think he was just a producer. And he did play a part in the 2003 remake. Hmm, interesting. Could you look more into that and find out what his roles were? Yeah. Because I'm just kind of curious. I um, I definitely didn't know he was involved in Leatherface in any way. Like, that surprises me. Because as far as I know, he's dead. And so that would be kind of weird to me. Um, maybe they're just, like, giving him, like, kind of a credit in terms of... Writer. He wrote some of the 2003. Okay. Okay. 
Um, what about for Leatherface? I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, because that, that one kind of weirds me out more than the 2003 one. Because he died recently. This writer. He's a writer? Well, then maybe I'm all sorts of fucked up. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, so now we're gonna look up when Toby Hooper died. Um... Yeah. He died. He died after the release of that movie. Oh actually. shit! Because he died in two thousand August twenty sixth two thousand seventeen. Okay. And the Leatherface came out in two thousand seventeen. Actually, he died a little bit before, so he was working on it. And he okay. Died before it came out, because um, Leatherface came out October twentieth two thousand seventeen. Died in August. I would really like to see that movie. Then I'm really curious. Um, I haven't. I've seen a couple of movies in the franchise, and all the other ones that I've seen that aren't the remake, the original, or the sequel to the original, I have not liked. Like Texas Chainsaw, like I think it's like the beginning or something is like a 2006 one, and then they had one from 2013 that's just called Ch- Texas Chainsaw, and both of those movies are garbage trash. I did not enjoy at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically what we're getting at, both movies are good. The original is a classic, a phenomenal classic. Most people have seen it, but some haven't. And if you haven't, watch that shit. Um, the remake is good in its own right, as its own thing, but could have done more by doing less. And that's, I think, where we come to. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I just wanted to kind of get to see these movies back to back because I've never done that and she's never seen either of them in general. So like, this was a really fun way to do so. And, and I think like overall, we had a positive reaction to them and, um, and hopefully you guys all got something out of our little conversation about them because, uh, because I think we had some good stuff to say and, and basically for the most part enjoyed them. So, um, I really enjoyed, definitely. Um, the 1974 version is definitely one of my favorite Good. Movies. Yeah, like, that, that movie is just a fucking gem. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, definitely see both of these. If you can do a double feature like we did, that's a fun way to do it. Um, it really allows you to kind of appropriately compare the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we actually have ideas to do this with a bunch of movies. Um, so you'll probably hear more of these type of episodes. We'll probably do Evil Dead next because we already watched it. So we just have to uh, record it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, and that'll be a good one to do. And that one we can actually compare. Which I think Evil Dead will be interesting because both of us enjoyed the remake better than the original. Yeah. And, and I think there's also something that we can say about Evil Dead 1 compared to 2 and stuff like that. So that'll be a good episode for us to have. Keep an eye out for that one eventually. Um, like I said, I think, I think this podcast will mostly be um, album conversations, movie conversations, and then what we're enjoying. But there are definitely going to be these comparison episodes um, because I think it's fun to do that sort of thing. And I even want to compare um, music as well in terms of like, an album to another album, things like that. Um, so yeah, just keep an eye out for what this podcast release. I'm not on a set schedule yet. I'm kind of doing things as, um, as they come to me. Um, but I definitely want to kind of produce more consistent content for you guys, um, to listen to. So hopefully you enjoyed our conversation today. Um, we're going to wrap it up here and watch the craft. Yeah, we're going to go watch The Craft now. Um, it's our day off, so we're just going to spend today watching cool movies. Um, 
So anyway, until we see you guys next time, we're signing off. Don't get killed out there. Um, and have a good day. <laughs>